So I keep wanting to start this with, hey, Shodis. Oh, my god. And Tracy keeps telling me I'm not allowed to. So no, you're... <laughs> no fun McGee over here. Yeah, Shodi. No, I, you know, it's so overplayed. Not for me. Never no. heard me say it. <laughs> That's funny. All right. How is everything? I yeah. saw, you know, I posted that we got the calf. Yes. And I need to post <gasps> pictures of the baby goat. Oh my God, they're so she cute. She wasn't lying when she said that they were the cutest things in the entire world. Yeah, I wasn't. So how are they doing? No, they're fantastic. Are they in your they're garage great. still? No, 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 no. Okay. It warmed up. And and things are still muddy, but not not dangerous for the animals anymore. So, no, Samantha, I don't have any chickens on my back porch. I don't have any goats or cows in my garage. Everybody is safely and very happily in their stalls and play wow, areas. Look at the evolution through this podcast. I know I'm no longer a criminal, a hardened criminal, breaking the law by having oh. farm animals in town. We're so proud of you. <laughs> so proud of you no they're doing great it was funny because um goats grow so quickly and when they first went out there I have a couple chickens that are like two years old and the baby goats were as big as the chickens were and and the chickens are not afraid of the goats because they're you know they're free-range chickens and so they've been around the big cows and the horses and you know whatever and so they're like, oh, babies. And so they're like jumping on their backs and these babies are like jumping and they're playing. They were so cute. I can't handle it. They're so stinking cute. I know. So we put the bum calf in with the, if you didn't see the episode where I tell you what a bum calf is, if you don't know what a bum calf is, it's a calf that is born and its mother rejects it for some reason. And so it has to be bottle fed. And so I didn't want the bum calf to be alone and it's not big enough to go out with the, with the big cows yet because it's a baby because it's a baby her name is bambi oh she is clumsy like Bambi. she's so clumsy she runs she's so fast really and tall. She's, she's really tall yeah but so we put her in with our sheep that's oh, a year gosh. old and thinking because we just we lost all of our sheep except one in a snowstorm last year or two years ago and so we just have one sheep. So we thought, and she's so sweet. She's so kind. So we put the bum she's like in. She's a dog. She's not she really is. a sheep. She's a dog. Yeah. A Except, really, really wooly big dog. I know. <laughs> she's so cute. But so we put the bum, we put Bambi in with Roxy, the sheep. And Roxy is terrified of the calf. <laughs> terrified. And the, and the calf just wants to play with her. And so she's like running and jumping and just scaring the tar out of the sheep so we had to separate them but Aww. so baby i know so bambi the calf is in her own little stall by Poor herself lonely baby but there's just cattle wire a cattle panel in between um you know a large portion of the section of the um the pen that she's in so she's i mean all the babies are together. Okay. So she's got the goats and but they're doing good. Thank you for asking yes, about them. It's so fun. fun. It's fun. It's like I said, if all you need to get on posting the pictures of the baby goats. The calf is posted on our on our Instagram, but I need to post pictures of the of the goats. Yeah, the suspended sentence podcast. Podcast on, on Instagram. Instagram. Yes. Give us a follow. Give us a follow. Check us out. We post Every some, day. Yeah, some personal stuff on there too, which is kind of cool to see, yeah. you know, 
a little bit more about us. Yeah, and the, you know, faces behind the voice. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So, sorry if our faces don't match what our voices, voices sound like. <laughs> Sorry if we disappointed. <laughs> Hopefully we surprise in a well way. But mm-hmm. anyway, I'm Tracy. I'm Samantha. Welcome to the Suspended Sentence. It's a Samantha episode. It's a Samantha episode. And I am going completely different than I normally do. Oh, interesting. I, we've had some really um, heavy cases lately. Oh, man. And I just might, needed a mental health break. So okay. I wanted to bring something kind of fun, but not fun at the same time. Okay, I appreciate that because some of the stuff you bring is like... Like this one's kind of scary, but in like a... I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. You're just going to have to come along for the ride. Okay, I'm here for it. So like I said, we want I want to cover something kind of spooky, uh, but like I said, not as morbid as things I've been covering as of late. Okay. So today we are going to be talking about 657 Boulevard, also known as the Watcher House in Westfield, New Jersey. Oh. So why is this house important? I don't know. Well, today we are going to go into the spooky spooky things uh, that have happened at this address and how they have affected the new homeowners of this residence. Oh, okay. I like this. I like this. I don't know that you're going to like it. Okay. <clears throat> So this house got um, really popular in 2018 when a New York Magazine article came out with chunks of some letters that the owners had received, as well as told the story um, about the family that was living there. To the press? Yeah, the New York, a New York Magazine came out with a big article that the residents were like, let us tell our story. Okay. And the rights of the story would later be sold to Netflix. It is a TV show called The Watcher. On Netflix, it's a fantastic show. Very dramatized, but great show. Uh, About what happened to the family in the home that they purchased in 2014. Okay. So, a little bit about this town. Westford is a very popular town to raise your family, uh, having one of the best school districts in New Jersey. Okay. So, very popular place to raise kids. It is also um, very popular for families from New York, because New Jersey and New York are very close. It's like over the bridge. So, people, when they have children and decide to have settle down a little bit, New Jersey is a very popular place to get out of the get city. Out of the city. Yeah. You can still work okay. in the city, but you can slower pace for your family. Okay. This has a population of about 30,000 residents. So, not horribly big, not terribly small. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 657 Boulevard is a three-story home with six bedrooms and four baths. It is 3,869 square foot house on a half acre lot. Oh, wow. It was built in 1905, and it is beautiful. Wow. Beautiful home. This house has a large sunroom at the front, four fireplaces, and two living rooms. Oh, wow. Beautiful home. So most of the homes in this neighborhood are built between the late 1800s and the early 1900s. And it's really cool because Westfield, like, if you go to, like, the 500 block of um boulevard of boulevard it's like 1890s homes like all of the houses were built in 1890 and then you go to the 600 block and it's 1905 and then the next oh that's cool and so it progresses down to like brand new homes and so they say when you drive down the boulevard you can see architecture from 1890 all the way till today oh wow that would be cool to see very cool right so for Derek and maria brodus this home was a dream come true absolutely they, when this came on the market, they paid over a million dollars for this home. Oh, wow. Beautiful home. 
So this couple had three young children and they were living in a three bedroom home still in Westfield, but different neighborhood. So they were really excited about this upgrade. Yeah. So they're taking their family of five and moving into, what did I say? A six, six bedroom, bedroom home. home. Yeah. Like quite the upgrade. So before moving in, the couple decided they were going to do some repairs to the home. And on Ju- on June 5th, three days after closing on the home, Derek was there painting and as he was leaving, checked the mail. In there, he found some bills and a white envelope with the new neighbors in thick writing on the front with no return address. Inside, there was a letter. This letter read, Dearest new neighbor at 657 Boulevard, allow me to welcome you to the neighborhood. How did you end up here? Question mark. Okay. Did 657 Boulevard call to you with its force from within? 657 Boulevard has been the subject of my family for decades now, and as it approaches its 110th birthday, I've been put in charge for watching and waiting for its second coming. My grandfather watched the house in the 1920s, and my father watched the house in the 1960s, and now it is my time. Do you know the history of the house? Do you know what lies within the walls of 965 Boulevard, and why are you here? I'll find out. Oh my god, this is creepy. (sighs) Do you need to fill the house with the young blood? Do you need to fill the house with the young blood that I requested? Better for me. Or was your old house too small for that growing family of yours? Or was it the greed that brought you brought you and your children here? Once I know their names, I will call to them and I will draw them to me. Who am I? There are hundreds of hundreds of cars that drive by 657 Boulevard each day. Maybe I'm one of them. Look out your windows, all of those windows, and you will see from 657 Boulevard. Maybe I'm in one. Welcome, my friends. Welcome, and let our party begin. Signed, The Watcher. Oh, no! Spooky, right? No. It started out so nice. Welcome to the neighborhood. I know, I think it What all... brought you here? Like, what a nice, like, he probably thought this was such a lovely Where are little letter. the cookies? Letter. Right. Well, so Derek obviously is terrified. He's like, what the actual hell? Literally. Yeah. So he, he decides to run into the house and turn off all the lights. Probably because he's like, okay, if he can see into the house, like, turn off the lights. That is the opposite reaction I would have had. I would have left. I would have left, too. Peace out, Girl Scout. Well, he calls the police. Smart. Okay. And the police said, I mean, what is this? He's like, I don't know. It's a letter that I received in my mailbox today. You tell me what it is. Where then the police told him, why don't you move the construction equipment off of your porch so it can't be used to break into your home? okay thank you so after the meeting with the police he was like i'm going home i'm going to be with my wife and kids like i'm i'm out peace out and left and now we're going to upgrade doors locks surveillance cameras seriously right (laughs) some security fences so maria the next day emailed the couple that they bought the home from and just was like, hey, do you guys have any idea who the watcher would be? We got this weird letter. Have you guys got letters like this? Like, like give us a clue Anything here. going on. So the Woods um, were the previous owners, and they said that they only received one letter from the watcher, and it was the day after they moved out of the home. And their letter... That they moved out of the mm-hmm. home? And in their letter, it just thanked them for taking such great care of the house. They thought it was strange, but they were like, all right, okay, cool. Threw it in the trash. Whatever. We don't live there anymore. Right. We don't care. Yeah. So the Woods family had lived in the home for 23 years before the Brodus family. On June 6th, the family went to the police to meet with a detective who told them not to tell anyone about the letters 
especially any of their new neighbors because they could all be suspects. <laughs> okay. Two weeks later, so no letters for two weeks, on June 18th, 2014, the Brodises receive another letter from the Watcher. This one reads, Welcome again to your new home at 657 Boulevard. The workers have been very busy, and I have been watching you unload carfuls of your personal belongings. The dumpster is a nice touch. Have you found what's in the walls yet? It's uh, in time you will. 657 Boulevard is anxious for you to move in. It has been years and years since young blood has ruled its hallways of the house. Have you found all of its secrets that it holds yet? Will the young blood play in the basement, or will they be too afraid to go down there? I would be very afraid if I were them. It's very far away from the rest of the house, and if you're upstairs, you will never hear them scream. Will they sleep in the attic, or will they sleep on the second floor in all of the bedrooms? Who has the bedrooms facing the street? I'll know as soon as you move in. It will help me know you who is in which it will help me know who is in which room. Then I can plan better. All of the windows and doors in 657 Boulevard allow me to watch you and track you as you move throughout your home. Who am I? I am the watcher, and I have been in control of 657 Boulevard for a better part of two decades now. The Woods family turned it turned it over to you. It was their time to move on when I kindly asked them to do so. I pass by many times a day. 657 Boulevard is my job, my life, and my obsession. And now, you too, Barodas family, calls them by their name. Oh no! Welcome to the project of the project of your greed. Greed is what has brought you the past three families to 657 Boulevard, and now it has brought you to me. Have a happy moving in day. As you know, I'll be watching. So oh, now he's referred gosh. to the Woods family by name. Mm-hmm. Knows that they have children. Knows their name. Asked where the kid, what rooms the kids are going to, you can't hear them scream from the the basement. basement. So scary. I would be so scared. Well, so clearly the couple stops bringing their children during construction. They're like, yeah, no, the kids are not coming while we're doing construction at all. Reasonable. That would be my response as well. But they would not receive another letter until July 18th. And they would receive a third letter. This is a month later? A month later. Exactly a month later. And, they, oh, and this like one this. says, so where have you gone to? 657 Boulevard is missing you. And now the house is turning on me. I don't understand why. What spell have you cast upon the house? It used to be my friend, and now it is my, my enemy. I'm in charge of 657 Boulevard. It is not in charge of me. Oh, my gosh. I will, want, um, I will wait for it to become good again. It will not punish me, and it will, I will rise again. I will wait for you to bring the young blood back to me. It needs you, and it needs the young blood to come back so that it can play again like I once did. Stop changing it and just let it be. That's all this letter says. So he's clearly, like, pissed about the construction. He's pissed that these kids aren't coming to buy again. Like, freaky, right? Oh, my gosh. So just to give you a little background on this house. In 1913. I think I've had enough of this house. I don't like this. You said this was going to be fun. You didn't say, you said it was going to be lighter. Like, what? It is lighter. No, no really. one dies. Oh, my gosh. So, in 1913, William Davies buys the house for $1. He is a prominent member of the community and mayor, mayor in 1932. In 1937, he dies in the house, and the house was passed on to his son. As in his will, it says that he needed to pay a dollar. This house again sold in 1951 to Nora Bird, who is a widow. Widow. Most say this was another dollar sale. So um, she would keep the house for four years until she would sell it to Lawrence and Mary Schaefer. 
According to their son, they paid $20,000 for the home in 1955. In 1963, the Schaefers would sell the house to Seth and Floyd Bakes until they sold it, sold it to John and Andrea Woods for $300,000. Now, the watcher speaks of how the 60s were such a good time for him in that house. The 60s would be either the Schaefers or the Woods. So it is believed that this is either a neighbor or a construction worker. It's somebody close by that's been in the area since the 60s. Mm-hmm. So directly next door, the neighbors, um, the next the direct next door neighbors are prime suspects of the letters because they speak about like the sunroom and stuff. And like there's one excerpt where they talk about the little girl painting on her easel on the porch in the sunroom. Mm-hmm. I can't figure out which letter that goes to, so I was like. You have most of the full ones, and then there's just, like, a lot of mentions of that, of the little girl painting on her easel, which the only place you could see from is if you're standing directly behind the tree or the next-door neighbors. Okay. So, they became a prime suspect. So, Richard and Peggy Langford bought the house next door in 1961. By 2014, Peggy was in her 90s, a widow with all of her adult children in their 60s still living with her. She had, like, four children all in their 60s living with her. They didn't get married and... Apparently not. Oh, wow. So one of her children, Michael Langford, was diagnosed with schizophrenia when he was younger. One of, our, one of the neighbors described him as a Boo Radley type. The Westfield police brought Michael in twice to interview him about the letters, which he said he had no one... No, he didn't know about him. And there was no evidence to charge him. Another thing about the letters is no fingerprints were ever found on them, but they did do a DNA because licking the envelope... Right which was matched to a woman, but, like, it was woman's DNA, but there was no, like, name or anything. The Langford family was cleared after this. So the family um, decided to never move into the residence at the end of 2014. So in February of 2015, they relisted the home. Clearly. Obviously, I would have done the same thing. Me too. So they weren't getting any offers, though, because they were, like... We weren't notified that they ever rece- that the Woods ever received a letter, so they were they made it very clear that there was letters received that people would be notified about if mm-hmm. they showed interest in the home, because they felt bad letting another family move in if this was going to continue. Yeah, but also they wanted to sell their house. Right. So clearly, people would hear about the letters and were like, "Yeah, I'm not interested in paying." almost two million dollars for this house no, when i'm gonna possibly be yeah no when we don't know who this person is or what's happening so near the end of 2015 the brodus family took civil suit against the wood family for not disclosing the watch letters at the time of closing because they yep. received it after moving out they wanted all of their money back so the million what million plus, some change yeah plus update costs and they wanted the title of the home so that they could resell that was quite the ask yeah (laughs) in january of 2016 the woods filed a countersuit against the broduses for uh deflam i'm gonna say it wrong defamation Defamation. and the judge dismissed both cases he was like legally they didn't have to admit it to you legally you did not give them that information dismiss both so they did have a buyer that was interested at one point but it was a subdivider so he wanted to tear down the home and put up do two lots because Mm -hmm. it was a half acre lot and put up two new homes but for that to happen because it's a historical home you have to go in front of like the council or whatever and get that approved 
And and neighbors have to approve it. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred people in the community came out and protested the teardown of the home. So the self through. Oh wow. So obviously it wasn't able to be subdivided. So in in February of 2017, they finally found a couple. They didn't want to buy it, but they said that they would rent it even with the creepy letters. Uh. After that, they got a little bit of relief. It is known that the amount that they were able to charge for rent did not cover their mortgage, so they're still upside down from all of this. Two weeks after this couple moves in, another letter is received. <clears throat> this one just says, 657 Boulevard survived your, uh, your attempted assault and stood strong with its armies of sur- supporters barricading its gates. My soldiers of the Boulevard followed my orders to a T. They carried out their mission and saved the soul of 657 um, by my orders. All hail the watcher. Maybe a car accident. Maybe a fire. Maybe something as simple as a mild illness that will never seem to go away for you. That'll make you feel sick day and day after day after day. Maybe a mysterious death of a pet. Maybe a loved one will die. Plane crashes and bicycles happen all the time. Bones break. You dis- you're despised by the house. So guess who won? The watcher. Oh my god! So finally, in twenty um, January, July of twenty nineteen, the Brodus family finally was able to sell this house, and they took a four hundred thousand dollar loss on it. As of today, the new inhibitors of the house have never received a letter, and the watcher's identity remains unknown. Oh, weird. how spooky, ooky. So, there, after the Brodus family moved out, though, a bunch of other letters received a, a letter. A bunch of what? A bunch of neighbors received letters. Okay. But that was signed Friends of the Brodus family, which the husband came out, Derek came out and said, okay, I wrote those ones trying to spook them because I wanted them to know how I felt this entire time while they were, like, not helping me get rid of this house. So there was a big theory that maybe they regretted and they got in over their head buying the house and said maybe they, a lot of people thought that they faked the letters to try and get out of the sale. Well, the Woods said that they received a letter. Right. But so I don't think that that would be the case because he like felt really bad about sending all of his other letters a letter similar. All and his other admit- neighbors a letter. Yeah. He keeps saying all the other letters a letter. Oh. <laughs> um, but... But then that would make sense because then he would have been sabotaging his own selling of it by by disclosing right. to people. So he didn't write them. No. So there's other theories. And come on, a million dollars is not a little bit of money. No. Especially for, you know, a man supporting a family. Well, and so that's the question too. Like, was this just like, that's the other theory. Was this somebody that maybe just had like some mental illness going on that like believed that it was his destiny to like take care of this house or clearly clearly but that's creepy because he knew about the kids he knew when he was there he was clearly like stalking them obviously how spooky oh i did not like that that was super unsettling you didn't like that one i thought it was fun i thought it was a fun little tell that's your... S- no one got hurt. It's not It's not like my normal morbid things that I bring I to the I know, table. but that's even more creepy. Like, I... You know, when I'm driving around town, you know, at night, you know, going from, like, sporty events or whatever, and 
The amount of people who leave their blinds open. Oh, I can't. Oh, my God. I can't. I can't with that. You cannot see out and everyone can see in. Like, it is, ugh. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would I would have done the same thing. I wouldn't have moved my family in there either. My significant other does that at his house. His blinds are always open all the time and lights on everywhere. And I'm... Yeah, even during the day, I don't pull up my blinds. Oh. I don't want people to know the way out of my house. No. I listen to too much scary things. Yes. I don't know. I Do you agree? Would you have moved your family in? After receiving no. these letters? I just think the last one... If he, it was me... Possibly, but kids, absolutely not. Well, and that's the thing too, is I feel clearly it's somebody that lives in the neighborhood because he knew, A, he was watching, but like the council meeting with the neighbors. Yeah. Like we, I, they all did what I said that I was going to do. He's like acting like he's like. Orchestrating it. Like, yeah, exactly. Like he's the big like leader of this like <laughs> watcher of the house. Oh, I didn't like that at all. I cannot imagine. Thanks, I Samantha. I cannot imagine. So a little mini episode for you today. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for bringing that, Samantha. I'm super impressed I with you. I it was like a great time. That's great. <laughs> Bye, guys. Stay safe. <laughs>